this is the Christian Circle podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. Hi, welcome to episode 34. This week we have a special guest, Pat Gorn. She's an author of Blessed, Beautiful and Bodacious, celebrating the gift of Catholic womanhood. And she's also a columnist, a catechist and a host of the Among Women podcast. So today Pat's going to give away three free copies of her book to any of our listeners and if you're interested in winning a free copy then you can leave a comment on my website you can tweet me facebook me or even write to me at uh, contact@pamelaqfernandez.com so any of these will do and i will send you a free copy after a raffle draw is done at the end of next week's episode Now before we go on to the podcast I would also like to tell you that we are being sponsored this week so let's listen to our sponsors Attention church leaders are you looking to grow your church membership and congregation look no further than noasevenue.com/church noasevenue rents its location out to church groups just like yours for Sunday worship services bible study prayer groups Sunday school and more so come ye two by two to noas for more information just give us a call at 8434556845 or visit us online at noasevenue.com com/church Don't forget to ask us about getting 1 month free. That's noaseventvenue.com/church. We'd love to have your congregation meet at Noah's. Well, thank you for having me today. I'm uh, looking forward to our conversation. Mm-hmm. I have been a wife and a mother for many years and just recently in the last year I became a grandmother. Wow. So I'm an empty nester <laughs> and uh looking forward to uh the next generation in our family. Um I've long been a writer and I've been involved in church ministry over the years. Uh especially women's ministry. I've been uh involved in in my church and speaking and giving retreats to women. Since 2009, I too have been podcasting. Wow, I have a podcast okay. called Among Women mm-hmm. and uh over 250 uh episodes to date. Wow. I'm, <laughs> I'm largely somebody who, you know, is what the Catholic Church calls a catechist, somebody mm-hmm. who teaches about the faith. I love to teach about the Bible and the scriptures. I love to teach about um, you know, growing in uh in prayer, relationship with the Lord, uh that sort of thing. Um my day job uh is 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 now a, a kind of it's similar to my state in life you know just as you kind of graduate to mm. being an older woman and and maybe a grandmother and more of a mentor type mm. of uh life in your family uh also in my work I've I I'm doing a lot more mentoring work now uh mm. especially for for uh writers I mm. I work as an editor for um Catholic magazines Okay. I'm the editor for Catechist magazine mm-hmm. and I also do editorial supervision for Catholic Digest magazine mm-hmm. and today's Catholic Teacher magazine. Mm-hmm. So I've been in this editor's role now for uh the last uh few years and uh you know my work now is not only to be shining a light on the work that I have been writing about but to shine a light on other people's writing. Mm-hmm. So uh you know I'm an author of a few books and uh countless magazine articles over over the years mm-hmm. but it's a real pleasure to work as an editor with other people and bringing their words to uh 
to readers. Mm-hmm. So that's that's it. I, I you know I do work full time uh, in the uh, in the editorial uh, work and the the ministry work that I do is more on my my own time after after work mm-hmm. in the evenings. I teach a Bible class at my church um, in the spring and in the fall, and then I also take speaking engagements and and teaching opportunities when I can. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you're saying that <laughs> because you've done so much. Well, it's really, um, you know, just one thing has grown out of another. Mm-hmm. You know, for many years, all I did was write, you know, magazine articles and articles for the web. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, publishers reached out to me based on some of the themes I was writing about, mm-hmm. like especially for women. Yeah. Um, I was doing, you know, the Among Women podcast. Mm-hmm. I was going out and giving talks and retreats to women. Mm-hmm. And that kind of moved into um, writing a book for women. Uh, that's called Blessed, Beautiful, and Bodacious. Mm-hmm. And then once you put a book out there, uh, other people call you to say, <laughs> well, can you give us a retreat on this subject and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So it, it, it's kind of like slowly mushrooms in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's kind of how the Holy Spirit leads us yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I, I don't do it all all at once. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of in different seasons, if you will. Okay. Now, I read your uh, post on tips for personal prayer on catholicdigest.com. And uh, it was really nice because uh, we are focusing on prayer. And today, I think one of the things that a lot of families complain about is there's no time for prayer. So why is prayer so important, especially for those people who are busy? Oh, you know, uh, one of the great saints was uh, Francis de Sales. Mm. And he used to say, everybody should pray 30 minutes a day. But busy people should pray an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think what he was trying to say when he said something uh, to that effect was that the more you have to do, the more you need God's help to do it, mm. you know? Yeah. And if we're talking about the Christian life, this idea of, like, being in a relationship with God, that's at the heart of your Christian life. Mm. You know, we're invited to pray daily. Not just at church on Sundays, yeah. you know, our relationship with God, you know, who is a God of love, the God of the universe, um, is, is something that should be part of the daily conversation mm-hmm. in our lives, you know, mm-hmm. one-to-one mm-hmm. every day. So this idea of having personal prayer time not only acknowledges this call to, this, to be in relationship with God who loves us, but also devoting time to nourish it. Mm. And I think that's what the sales was talking about when he was talking about this hour a day. Mm. Because when you think of your own human relationships, talking, being an attentive listener to conversations, that's so important to nurture those relationships. We have to spend time talking. If we're a married person, for example, I'm married, I have to spend time talking to my husband and listening Mm. to my husband. You know, every day, this is important for our our long-term, you know, happiness and growth as a couple. Uh, same thing in our relationships with our friends, our relationships with colleagues, co-workers, our relationships with children. Um, we have to have talking and attentive listening. Mm. But when we do that with God, we call that prayer. Mm. <laughs> when we're having a conversation with yeah. God, it's called prayer. So this idea of being a busy person means, yeah, you're carrying a lot. 
talk to the one who can help you carry it all. Yeah. Help you um, discern what are the most mm. important priorities. Like when we make God a priority, it allows our other priorities to be better organized. Yeah. And we learn what is important to hold on to mm. and what is important to let go of. Yeah. That's, uh, I think that's fantastic advice. I remember when I wasn't praying, it was like helter-skelter all over the place. But the moment I decided to add prayer as like time myself and do it every single day, you know, the Lord leads you into what you should do and what you shouldn't do, what's what's important, what's not. So I, I fully agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, we live in a really, you know, busy modern society where everybody yeah. has schedules to keep. And I think part of the goal uh, of, of daily prayer is what I call, you know, making an appointment with God. Mm, yeah. Just like I schedule time to meet with you today, yeah. or I schedule a meeting with my colleagues. Yeah. I have to schedule into my day the, the priority of the prayer time, you know, to make this appointment with God. And... If you were to look at my calendar, I mean, you'll see the, the times of the day that I that I schedule, yeah. you know, as reminders. And sometimes mm. I put little prayer prompts in my in my calendar mm -hmm. to remind me to to pray at a certain time. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say for somebody who's a busy person and is worried about, mm. oh my, this is like, this is a this seems like a burden or another yeah. thing on my to do list. Um, I try to think of it as having like a date, you know, mm. with God. Mm. Um, like I look forward to having a date with my husband. We just went out to uh, the theater just the other night, mm. and it was in a, a lovely night. We circled the calendar, you know, date. We made the appointment. We both left work at the at the appropriate time to meet and to go on the date. Um, I think if we look at our life with God in that way, we mm. begin to look forward to it, and mm. it's not a burden. Like it wasn't a burden for me to try to finish up my work early mm -hmm. and to take the drive mm -hmm. to go out with my husband. Mm -hmm. um, a, a prayer shouldn't be a burden either because we should want to, you know, if we are having this relationship with God, we want to spend time. Mm -hmm. So this allows us to be more deliberate mm -hmm. in planning our day. Yeah. And I have to tell you, my prayer looks different, you know, Monday to Friday mm -hmm. in terms of the scheduling of it mm -hmm. than it does on the weekend. You know, on the weekend, it's different. You know, we devote more time on Sundays, you know, mm. to going to church and praying with the community yeah. and, and that sort of thing. Um, but my Monday to Friday is, is a little more regulated. It's a little mm. more scheduled. Mm -hmm. So what are your tips for personal prayer? Because you've listed them on the blog as well, but your own tips for people who are considering now regulating their prayer every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really happy you brought up that article on Catholic Digest um, because it, I've been writing for them for for many many years, mm -hmm. and uh, now I have the blessing of working as an editor, uh, mm -hmm. you know, to assist that magazine to grow. So it's kind of funny, you know, when we talk about how different things happen in season. Mm -hmm. um, when I first submitted my first articles to them, I never would have guessed it would have led to you know, full-time employment many years later. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, th this particular article uh, starts off by talking about this important thing that we just 
we're alluding to before, this idea of making an appointment with God. Mm. And why should we do it? Well, if we're Christians and we want to imitate Jesus, it's because Jesus did it. You know, Jesus was a faithful Jewish man. So he learned the, the formula of prayer from his parents when he was a child. And he came to know uh, the Hebrew scriptures and the different prayers that were part of life in the synagogue where he grew up and in the temple in Jerusalem. So Jesus is showing us that personal prayer with his father, you know, Father God, is, is important, not just only in the temple with the community, if you will, mm-hmm. but also we have examples from the gospel on how Jesus took time alone to pray. Mm-hmm. So he kept these appointed times, both for the community worship and time for private prayer. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we want to imitate Jesus. So uh, making this appointment, making this a priority on our calendar is good. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing besides making the appointment is something that I call, you know, find your happy place. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus deliberately sought out solitude. He, he, he wanted to have this quiet time. Even in Luke's gospel, in chapter 11, verse 1, it says, He was praying mm. in a certain place. Mm. A certain place. Mm. So where might be a good place that you will be well disposed of to pray? Mm. Um, this would be a, maybe a place that's outside of going to your church. Mm. And and Jesus, again, gives advice here. He says that we should be just praying in our homes. Mm. In Matthew chapter 6, he says, when you pray, go into your room, mm. yeah. shut the door, pray to your father. Mm. Now, I have to tell you, praying in my room, uh, like my bedroom, is not the best place. Mm. I have another place in my living area of my home mm-hmm. that's a more comfortable place for me to pray. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my Bible is there, my journal mm. is there, um, a few other things that just remind me mm. that this is a place to pray. Mm. And that tends to be where I feel more comfortable praying. Mm. It's a more comfortable chair to sit in, mm. <laughs> for one. <laughs> so again, that is kind of my, my certain place, my happy place, mm-hmm. where I keep, try to keep this appointment. Mm. Um, another time that I like to pray is, uh, usually after, uh, I've been tied to the desk for many, many hours. Mm. I like to go out and take a walk mm. and I often pray as I'm walking, mm. uh, around my neighborhood because I live in a very kind of rural, uh, woodland area where mm-hmm. it's, it's very quiet and, and peaceful to walk. So that's a good place for me to pray as well. But again, this idea of maybe developing a prayer corner in your life mm. or a little place in your home um, just might be the right thing. For a long time, my husband used to tell me that he used to escape on his lunch break from work, mm-hmm. drive the car to a park to mm-hmm. eat his lunch, mm-hmm. and then he would have his quiet time with God mm-hmm. there just at the park, like that was his place during the day, away mm-hmm. from the busyness and the business of his office. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, he's really making a deliberate effort yeah. to just quiet himself before God and have that time. Mm-hmm. So you can pray, but also listen to what God is going to say. Mm-hmm. The third thing is, I think, and this is important for Christians, 
to keep your Bible in your prayer place, yeah. wherever it fits. So yeah. If you're on the go, <laughs> if you have a small Bible, you know, in your purse or, you know, in your briefcase, you know, yeah. that's, I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, my Bible's on the table, you know, where my comfortable chair is, <laughs> where I like to pray. You know, because we're not just using our own words to talk to God. Mm. But we want to hear what God has to say to us. Yeah. So I really recommend praying with God's word to lead you into deeper prayer. Mm-hmm. And I just recently did a podcast on, on this uh, at Among Women podcast mm-hmm. about journaling mm-hmm. uh, with the scriptures, you know, in terms of having more of that kind of dialogue, like in your journal mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. So praying with God's word really helps bring you into to deeper prayer and uh you know you might just be praying through one of the gospels just say you know here in this month of august i'm going to pray through matthew mm. maybe in the month of september you're going to pray through mark yeah. maybe you know the next month you're going to pray through luke mm. and just take a few verses each day to listen to what the lord is saying mm. and listen for god's spirit to inspire you like huh is something here for me today yeah. what might i be hearing the Lord saying here. Um, so I really recommend that, um, mm-hmm. praying with the scriptures. And then the last thing I, I want to recommend, which might sound very basic and very simple, but I think it's a good exercise for every Christian to do, and that's to dive deeper into knowing the Lord's prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, people sometimes know it as the Our Father, Our mm-hmm. Father who art in heaven, mm-hmm. hallowed be thy name. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that is an important prayer for us as Christians. And you might say, why? And it's because that's the prayer that Jesus taught us mm. to pray, mm. you know, and to use that as a springboard. Mm. And uh, and I can tell you, uh, you know, I, I come from the Catholic faith mm-hmm. tradition, and um, a recent pope, Benedict the XVI, mm. um, is really a great Bible scholar. He yeah. probably has over 50 books. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, to his name. But so he's a great devotee of, of Christ and to God's word. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a book called Jesus of Nazareth. Mm-hmm. And it, it's in three volumes. It's all in the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Volume one, volume two, volume three. But in volume one, he does a line by line meditation mm-hmm. on the Lord prayer. And even if you never read anything else that Benedict might ever have written, Mm. that chapter on the Lord's Prayer is worth the price of the book alone. Mm. So, I mean, you could certainly use a book like that to help bring Mm. you through the the Lord's Prayer. But even in your own prayer time, to just meditate verse by verse on what those words might mean to you in your life, I think that's a good place to start. So those would be some of my basic tips mm-hmm. for um, just your basic call to personal prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, in our parish, we have um, one of the biggest uh, recommendations is to enthrone the Bible. So they ask people and they ask families uh, after Easter uh, not to just uh, leave their Bibles like in the cupboard or in a corner uh, but to enthrone it in some place where you can actually see it every day so that people will read their Bibles instead of just leaving it wherever it is. So that's a common practice in, in, in our parish, though a lot of people don't like it. You know, they don't, uh, it, it doesn't go with the, the decor of the house and things like that. 
but uh, the recommendation is always to keep it in a place where you can see it so that the moment you see it you want to read it that that's the thing well i think that's not a bad suggestion um and i think if you have children mm. in your home mm. um having a little place like a like a little prayer space or mm. a place where that bible is that might be the prayer place mm. where you bring the children to pray together as a family. Mm. And if you have children who are old enough to read, you might have um, one of those children's translations of the Bible mm. where even a child in your home could, could maybe read a story or a few verses from the Bible so that for the family, you know, to mm. pray around. So that... Um, that, that physical placement of the Bible, I think that's something that each person might have to discern. What's the best thing for their, for their home? Maybe, like suggested at your parish, develop a little home altar mm. or something that might resemble like a little mini chapel, you know, yeah. for quiet prayer for your family. Um, and it could be as simple as, you know, a very small uh, copy of the Bible that you just leave out that... Mm -hmm children can easily use. So uh, I know that you've mentioned now almost uh, what your own prayer life is like, but just so that people can see and, you know, learn and probably take some uh, lessons from you. Uh, what's your own prayer routine like? Well, there's different times of the day that I pray. Um, I am an early riser who mm -hmm. has to get to, you know, my job by 8 o'clock in the morning, mm, okay. which means I rise pretty early mm -hmm. to get ready for the day. Now, also, I think it's important when you're thinking about how you're going to pray and where you're going to pray, you have to take in your state of life into mm -hmm. consideration. So let me just say that, you know, I'm, I'm an older person who's now an empty nester. Mm -hmm. I don't have little babies or children, you know, in the morning that need my early morning attention. I, it's just my husband and I. So I'm in a more um, a quieter stage of life in terms of the mornings. Mm -hmm. But I do get up in the morning and, uh, you know, have, have my coffee. <laughs> and my husband and I actually pray um, what's called morning prayer, mm -hmm. which comes from the liturgy of the hours, which is mm -hmm. really praying the Psalms um, uh, every, every morning. Mm -hmm. So that's when he and I have our prayer time as husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And so we are praying through a few of the Psalms together, and then we're bringing our needs of the day, the petitions of the day, the intercessions of the day mm -hmm. to God in that moment. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're not only praying, you know, uh, with, you know, the church at large, you know, globally who might be up early praying morning prayer, mm -hmm. But also, um, we're just praying for our family and for our friends and mm -hmm. for the, the people who have the needs that have been mentioned to us. You know, we bring those to God in the morning. And then we mm -hmm. pray the Lord's Prayer together mm -hmm. to conclude that uh, because we're both, you know, sons and daughters of God, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we conclude with the, the, the Lord's Prayer together to finish those petitions. And then, uh, you know, we just... just dismiss, if you will, and both of us kind of go in different directions. My husband has a long commute. He mm -hmm. gets in the car and drives to his job. Mm -hmm. I 
have a work from home situation and an office. So mm -hmm. depending on which way I have to go, if I'm going to the home office or the distant office, okay. you know, I dismiss to that. But usually when I'm, especially on the work from home days, I usually have at least another uh, period of time in the morning after my husband leaves that mm -hmm. I can have some quiet time with God. Okay. And that usually is the time that I might be praying with one of the Bible verses um, that God is, you know, leading me to pray that day. Mm. Um, you know, as a Catholic, we have daily mass and yeah. the, the daily mass readings, there are several uh, readings from the Bible yeah. at every um, uh, Catholic mass. So sometimes I'm reading one of those and, and praying with that and, and journaling a little bit there. Um, that's also a good time for me to do any quiet spiritual reading mm -hmm. uh, if I'm if I'm reading through a, you know a book that's you know encouraging me in my faith life. So that's my morning, mm -hmm. and then I go to work. <laughs> um, a, a lot of times I pray a lot of silent blessings through the day. Mm -hmm. You know I ask the Lord to be with me before I start a project at mm -hmm. work or before I have a meeting. Mm -hmm. You know I prayed mm -hmm. for. A little bit of time before you and I met today, you know, that, that God would bless us and, and bless our conversation and bless our work. Um, so I, I silently pray through the day and sometimes audibly, you know, if I'm at lunch with someone, uh, you know, especially in, in my family, we will pray, pray a blessing before the meal, at a time of just thanksgiving and gratitude. And then later on in the day, you know, mm -hmm. after I've put in, you know, six or so hours, usually by then I really do need a stretch. So mm -hmm. if I go for a walk, a lot of times I'm having some quiet prayer time then. Mm -hmm. And then back in the evening, my husband will return at night and, uh, you know, we'll have a, a, a short prayer before our evening meal. Mm -hmm. One prayer that has been recommended to me, and I've, and I've prayed it with some success and some failure, meaning mm -hmm. sometimes I just fall asleep <laughs> before <laughs> I do it. But there's um, uh, there's a type of prayer called the examine, E-X-A-M-E-N, yeah. e yeah. which is a, a brief kind of prayer toward the end of your day mm -hmm. where you just kind of thank God for the day. You look back over your day in mm -hmm. gratitude, and then you kind of examine the day, you know, looking for kind of the high points yeah. uh where you might have really been in tune with God, or maybe the low points where maybe you really struggled mm -hmm. with um, something through the day. And then you bring all of that to God, mm -hmm. you know, in like in your own strengths or weaknesses yeah. and just ask God for a blessing yeah. on how you can do better, you know, the next day and the grace of a peaceful sleep. Mm -hmm. So that is, um, that is a, an up and down thing for me in terms of doing that with success mm -hmm. but a lot of great Christians through the years mm. have really recommended that kind of end of the day mm. kind of prayer yeah. that's I, I think that's an Ignatian um, um, I don't know what they call it but it's from Saint Ignatius I think so yes Saint Ignatius was a great spiritual director okay. and he was one of the people who recommended that practice mm -hmm. and many others, you know, recommend it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, I do think it's, uh, it has, it has great benefit. Now, all that, all that being said, I just want to go back to this idea quickly about the state you are in your mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. 
as I mentioned, you know, once upon a time, I had little children in the house. Yeah. And <laughs> the closest thing I had to a morning prayer was, oh, God, help me. <laughs> help me. Help me take care of this wet diaper and feed these children before they have to go to school. Um, you know, I would have those types of moments with God. But what happened was sometimes later in the day, uh, you know, during a child's nap time or whatever, that became the good time of the day for me to have a more quiet prayer with God, a more of a an intentional me and God, you know, mm. moment. And it might have just been 10 or 20 minutes, but that was good, mm. you know, because it just reminded me, you know, who God is and who I am mm. in God's sight. Mm. So I just want to, you know, recall to people that while personal prayer really needs to be a priority, you have to ask God, mm. you know, when the best time is in your schedule mm. to have um, some personal quiet time. I do believe we can all find it. Yeah. And for some of us, that examine time in the evening after dinner. Mm. And I'm not talking about right before you're going to fall asleep in your bed. I mean, <laughs> some people can do that. But if once I'm in bed, I'm usually asleep because yeah. <laughs> I'm usually tired. <laughs> you know, but, but some people may have some kind of downtime like after dinner or whatever where the evening hours are a little quieter for them mm -hmm. so that examine time can happen um during those you know few hours before you lay your head on the pillow mm -hmm. so again i think that's something that you talk to god about you know in mm -hmm. terms of where your state in life is mm -hmm. and pray as you can and uh, looking at your routine it, it almost seems like uh, praying without ceasing, right? If you're if you pray as many times, like you dip into God's graces throughout the day, it's almost as if you are praying and you're with Him throughout the day, right? When you're praying at all these times. Right. The great thing about God is God is always on. <laughs> <laughs> God loves us twenty four seven. God yeah. is always open, uh, so to speak. Um, God is. God is omnipresent. Mm. Um, the, 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 the choice for the human heart is to turn our hearts toward God, yeah. you know, throughout the day. And, um, hey, we, we're human beings. We have distractions. We have traffic we have to drive through. We have phone calls, you know, <laughs> ringing off the phone. Um, one of the things that I was really convicted of, I want to say almost three years ago now, mm -hmm. was... I needed to spend less time on social media. Yeah. And I yeah. shut off the notifications on my mm -hmm. phone and all these other things because, mm -hmm. and I started to do that just because I felt like um, I had a certain anxiety mm -hmm. if the phone wasn't nearby. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, less anxious. Yeah. So, um, so that was, so that was something that I started to just do to kind of build a little more quiet mm -hmm. into my life. Um, and, hey, you know what? It's a necessary tool as I, you know, as I work each day, you know, I'm on Skype, I'm on Twitter, I do all these other things for my work. Um, you know, I have websites I have to maintain. There's lots of online activity that mm -hmm. I have to be involved in mm -hmm. all the time. But for me, I just, you know, as I can, try to silence and look for the quiet more mm. so and it can be a huge uh, like it can be a rabbit hole you you look at one thing and then 
before you know it, you've spent one hour and then on the same on the same this we complain that we don't have the time to pray when actually we've had plenty of time but we've just frittered it away on on social media sure sure which brings us back to that first idea of making an appointment mm, with god yeah you know building that mindful time you know i have some great friends who are amazingly athletic and 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 really um, devoted to going to the gym you know, multiple times of the of the week in order to keep up with their activities and, and things like that. And you know what? I have a lot of respect for that because mm-hmm. that is, you know, it's a way to kind of self-improve and to maintain their health. And, you know, it's it can really help kind of clear your mind and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, like, I try to encourage people to put their prayer life on the same scale, mm, you know? Yeah, like. Yeah. If this is a priority for you, um, you know, in terms of your health and well-being, um, you know, to be going to the gym or be playing a certain sport or, or you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, look at your prayer life in much the same way in terms of the way you prioritize time. Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised how you'll be blessed. I mean, not only does it increase your relationship with the Lord and draw you closer but it also equips you to be um, a a better person, you Mm -hmm. know, to be a better uh, servant to others. It's kind of like dipping into the well of of graces and God's love so that you can can have more love to give. I I think for me, um, some of my most uh, difficult times uh, Mm -hmm. as, as a Christian were... You know, as a, especially as a young mom, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I had young children and the, the, the constant giving of yourself as a parent um, for, your, for your child. But to be able to do that every day in love, mm-hmm. came, you know, I had to draw on the well of knowing that I truly was loved first mm-hmm. in order to love my children. So uh, there's a line from, from the gospel that Jesus says, you know, as the Father has loved me, mm-hmm. so I love you. Mm-hmm. And I think that is kind of emblematic of what happens in prayer. When I have time to pray and I understand the love of the Father, for me, I'm able to draw on that love to give to others. So as the Father has loved me, as the Father has loved Pat, so I can love you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up young children because now you've raised uh, you've raised young adults. But how is it that parents can teach their young children to pray? Because everyone everyone we've had like um, keeps complaining. You know, how do we teach these children to pray? And one thing is uh, that we've heard over this month in podcasts is that first of all, parents need to pray themselves to set a good example. But what would you say that parents should do to be able to teach their children to pray? Well, I think it's really um, vital what you just said in terms of setting a good example. If you want to teach children to pray, you have to model it. Mm -hmm. I think parents have got to remember what kind of holy influence they have Mm -hmm. over their young children. Um, So, And here's the thing, especially your young children, they trust you. Mm -hmm. So you show them who you trust by being going first in prayer, if you will, and then modeling it. 
Um, I think age-appropriate resources are out there. Um, you know, as somebody who works, you know, particularly in the publishing world, mm-hmm. I know that there are many wonderful uh, books and, and booklets out there and, and videos and DVDs for um, families to, uh, to avail themselves with in terms of maybe teaching about Christianity, teaching about the Bible, teaching about the Ten Commandments, uh, things like that. So use age-appropriate um, resources mm-hmm. with your children. I think that the goal is to, is to draw them in more to this idea that God the Father loves them, to draw them into a relationship with God first, and then, as is age-appropriate, bring them to this idea that, we pray to God because we love God, but mm. mostly because God first loved us. So I think that's important. You know, I have beautiful memories of, of uh, you know, sitting on the, the family sofa in the living room, mm-hmm. um, reading through a Bible story with our children, and then just discussing it very simply. Mm. It was not, a, you know, it was not a long course. It wasn't 60 minutes. It was 10 minutes mm. and a little prayer. For each of them. Um, I remember talking about um, saying grace at the table, the family dinner time, mm-hmm. listening to each of our children talk about what were the highs and the lows of their day, mm-hmm. and then making that part of our grace, you know, mm-hmm. and thanking God for something that happened during the day in that mm-hmm. child's life, mm-hmm. or asking God to help that child with a particular struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also say this. Never be afraid to pray on the spot with your children. Mm. Sometimes, you know, you pick them up after school, and you can just tell by the look on their face that something isn't right. It may take a while for them to talk about it, but I can't tell you how many times we've prayed about something right there in the car Mm. as we were driving home, you know, and asking God to be in the moment. Mm. So be in the moment with your kids. Mm. And if you have teenagers... I'm going to share one little thing that really helped me stay in touch with the heart of my children, especially when they were teenagers. They knew I was a praying woman. They knew I prayed every day. They knew I prayed every day for them. But when my children were in high school, um, there was no bus service. So I had to drive them in the mornings. And sometimes it was a carpool and sometimes I just did it myself before you know, early in the morning. So I often had those few minutes of captive time when we were in the in the <laughs> car. Okay. And one of a question I would ask, not daily, but every couple of days, at least once a week, mm-hmm. I would ask my kids, "What do you want me to pray for mm. today?" I wasn't grilling them or anything, but they knew I was praying. Mm. And what happened is they would often tell me something that they were worried about. Something it was, sim- sometimes it was simple, like, you know, there's the algebra mm-hmm. test coming up. Mm-hmm. But often it was pretty deep that mm-hmm. maybe they had a friend who was in trouble mm-hmm. or maybe they had a friend who had a serious problem mm-hmm. that they were worried about, you know, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. But it opened up their heart to me in a way. And then, of course, what's my responsibility after that? To pray for that. Mm-hmm. Really bring my children's needs before God. And that also allowed me the opportunity to maybe ask a week or so later, so how did that go? Mm. And just see 
if they open up to that. Okay. Again, never forcing your way in, always by way of invitation, mm. um, because that respects your, your teenager. Mm. So what are your, uh, what is your best advice to somebody now who is thinking, oh, well, I need to now do something about it, and then they'll probably do it for a week or so, and then maybe, you know, struggle with it at some point? Um, I would say if you are going to start, you know, soon to make an appointment with God, I would try to set it up on your calendar for 30 days. Mm -hmm. See how it goes. Okay. And maybe start with 15 minutes. Okay. And see how that goes. Mm -hmm. And see if that's the right time for you. Mm -hmm. See if you have to make um, additional changes in your morning routine in order to keep it. Uh, if, if you're going to choose the morning, for instance. Yeah. Um, you know, for some people that might mean, wow, I, I don't have those 15 minutes right now. Mm -hmm. I might have to get up 20 minutes earlier right. <laughs> to <laughs> I, I, I you know, accomplish this or something. So, you know what, if you have to make a little sacrifice for that, that's not a bad thing. Mm. Um, you know, that, that builds our character, too. But, um, you know, try it for, I would say, you know, if you can try it for a month, that's usually a good indicator um, that, you know, you're, you're doing the best you can. And here's the thing. You know, the mojo of the saints was, mm. today I begin again. Yeah, yeah. You know, to yeah. never be afraid to begin again. Oh, you know what, I missed out on Thursday morning's prayer time because I had to, you know, drive my daughter to the airport. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, you know, begin again. Yeah. Here's Friday morning. Let me start again today. Like, don't keep score. <laughs> this is not per this is not performance um you know yeah. you're not getting a report card you know from god you know but the idea of your disposition toward prayer will grow yeah. um i i would try not to keep score with it i would try to just always begin again that is the mojo of the of the saints the greatest christians who've ever lived are the ones who didn't quit who just said Oh my, I, I got to dust myself off and start over. Mm. That's okay. We have a God who is merciful, who is all forgiving, who just really wants us to spend time with him. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's got to be part of what it means to, to start and, and, to, and to be patient at the start. Love is patient, right? Mm. Love is yeah. kind. And we have to be patient with ourselves and kind to ourselves. And I would also ask God for his help, for his Holy Spirit help yeah. to do this. Because you'll have inspiration when you need it most. I know this is not part of our um, part of the list of questions that I sent you, but listening to you, I think, um, you know, you mentioned praying with your husband. And I know a lot of couples today don't pray together. Uh, how is it that you've managed, I mean, how did you all initially decide that you would pray together? And will you recommend this to other people? How can you convince them that they should do this together? Okay. Um, really depends on where things are in your marriage. Mm -hmm. um, I married uh, a believer, mm -hmm. somebody who was already devoted to Christ. Mm -hmm. So from the outset, of our marriage from even from the, the years that we were dating mm -hmm. beforehand, we would find ways to pray together. Okay. 
if you have a, a Christian spouse, if you have someone who's already, you know, a, a, a baptized believer who, who you can appeal to that sensibility mm-hmm. of that, that we're married and this is a gift, prayer is a gift we can share, yeah. I think you can begin to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something as simple as, why don't we try just praying a grace before meals. Mm. And it's okay if you pray a form formula prayer um, mm. before your meal to get started. Um, maybe it's, uh, you know, a prayer before the start of the day. Mm. Uh, and maybe that could just be a five-minute blessing. There are some days, I have to be perfectly honest, there are some days that, you know, my husband and I are running to catch a train or a plane, mm-hmm. And we cannot have that long uh, time in the morning where we're sitting with the Psalms and we're praying through the Psalms and and having our times of petition. Mm. Sometimes we literally just stand there in our kitchen, hold each other's hands, Mm. and ask God to bless the things of the day. And we just list them out loud before God. We ask for his blessing and we ask for his protection Mm. while we're apart from one another when we're on these trips. Mm. Sometimes it's just as simple as that. Um, I do think using formal prayers like the Lord's Prayer can be helpful for people. Mm. But once we're comfortable with the idea of actually trying to pray together, then we can pray more spontaneously and more prayer of the heart. Mm. Um, I would always propose the idea to pray together, but never impose it. Mm. You know, we never come to our spouse and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Get in line, stand right up here. Never, you know, never, never bossy. Always propose it. Always make the invitation. And maybe if your if your spouse is really not a, a, a person of prayer, maybe you can even start with the question of, what can I pray yeah. for you? Correct, what yeah. what are the things on your heart that you would like me to pray for this week for you? How can I pray for you this week? And then, maybe over time, start to invite. Say, I'm going to pray after dinner tonight. Um, would you like to pray with me for a few minutes? And we'll pray about that job thing that you were mm-hmm. telling me about. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you might be able to invite. Always invite. Mm-hmm. Um Never, never, never force. Always invitation, loving invitations to prayer is, is the way. I, I know I'm very blessed with the husband that I have mm-hmm. because this was a value in his life before I came along. Mm-hmm. So it was a value we've been able to impart to our children. Okay. So if people want to get in touch with you and write to you or email you, or find your articles, books, where can they find you online, Pat? Um, it's patgone.net. That's P-A-T-G-O-H-N.net. You can also find me at amongwomenpodcast.com. Also on Facebook and Twitter with the same handles, among underscore women and Pat Gone. Um, very easily Googled. Uh, the name of the books Blessed, Beautiful, and Bodacious. And my latest one uh, that came out last last year was called All In. Mm-hmm. And I'd be happy if you, um, if you enjoy Catholic magazines. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll find my work in Catholic Digest magazine. 
and also at Catechist Magazine and Today's Catholic Teacher. So thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much for coming to our show and uh, for, you know, spending so much time with us and telling us about prayer. It's my pleasure.